Eleanor, I have huge news. Not working actually worked. It did what now? After our day off, with a completely clear head, I realized part of what makes humans so fun is that they're unpredictable. The chaos we've been experiencing is exactly what would happen if a resident behaved unpredictably. The problem in our neighborhood, it's not a rock or a, an object, it's one of the people. Oh, we need to celebrate. I know, okay. Paper clip shower! <laughs> Hey buddy, how are you? It's good to see you. How you doing, my friend? You know, I'm I'm fresh off of a of a sinkhole closing at the doctor's office, so <laughs> I'm doing much better now. Was this something like on your body? Uh, <laughs> on in around on top of. It's really unclear, but it was it was it was it was bothering me. I wanted to ask you, how do you think you've been doing this week as far as good place points? Do you think it's been a, a net positive week and net negative? Oh, yeah, definitely feeling? net positive week. For positive? Me. Why? What, you, yeah. what did you do? I bring people joy for a living. I take pride in that. So it's a thing that makes me happy. Um, You're talking about I, the podcast, right? That's how you... Yeah, that's how I bring joy to... I don't know if ballroom dancing, if I say it exactly brings me joy... Well, you've never done it, Zach, so it wouldn't bring you any joy. But if you come give it a whirl, you'd be filled with glee. So you're saying it gives you joy. No, no, no. no. It gives others joy. I gift it to them. I wasn't talking about doing it. I was talking about watching it. Uh, well, I'm talking about teaching people to do it, which is what I do most days. I'm not always, you know, being brought on to, to wow the masses. That's not my day-to-day, -day, Zachary. I'm an educator. I'm a shaper okay, I'm of sorry. minds and bodies. I'm sorry. I squeezed you into a peg, and I shouldn't Yeah, have. don't you peg I'm me. sorry. Hi, everybody. Don't you peg me. I'll quit pegging Steven just long enough to introduce <laughs> the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Into the Time Knife, a good place rewatch. Ooh, I'm very sharp. glad to be here. I'm very glad to be joined by my friend, who I think... Of course, deserves a spot in the good place. I'm sure you've earned tons of points. By well, it's February, grinding so and black people just on get just someone while on rich people throw money at you. I assume. Yeah. Did you get that part that you see here? I said there, Zach. No, but did you get what I said? You said something about rich people glopping money on you. <laughs> what did you say? I I said it's February, so every day black people get like just globs of uh, bonus good place. That's points true. Every day. That's true. Twenty eight days. Twenty nine once every four years. Should I be extra nice to you, or does mm -hmm. me being extra nice to you like uh, imply that I'm overcompensating? You know, people always think that, but I'd still rather just have the extra nice. That's always the better option for us. Okay, I'll try. No I speak promises, for the trees. but since it is your people's month, hey, how about off the fly? Give us a Black History Month a little fun fact for the people at home. Sure. So uh, most people think that. There have been lots of, you know, conspiracy theorists and, and right-wingers that are like, Rosa Parks did not really do that. She was a plant. Um, and, and talks about how that invalidates a lot of the, the movement that it didn't actually happen. Sure. Uh, but the truth of it is it did it did happen, but it was mostly planned. Whoa. Uh, it was be after an event that happened where there was a 16-year-old girl that was involved in the same scenario. 
uh, and was treated very poorly in that situation. The civil rights leaders got together and said, okay, we're going to do this, but with somebody who can hold their own under the scrutiny that she's going to be in the public eye after this event. And so Rosa Parks did it. She was a young woman, but she was somebody who was prominent in the civil rights movement. And that was a a big spark for that. So that's a fun fact that it it was planned, but that does not take away the the merit and realness of the experience. Because if you can know for a fact that you can sit in the front and someone's going to bother you, that's kind of bad. So... I would bet a thousand dollars that the same dudes who are like, well, it doesn't count because it was planned, are the same dudes that lose their shit over professional wrestling. Oh yeah, they're like, no, well, it doesn't uh, matter that it's made up because I feel something when it they're happens. putting their lives on the line. <laughs> yeah, that was totally unscripted, bro. Everyone, I hope you've put in your orders for the next year's 2024 Stephen Baker Black History Month. <laughs> Fact a day calendar. Send us twenty dollars in a Manila envelope to PO Box Four, and make sure to write. It a cost note that a lot of money. Want to the get Stephen four. version of the Black History Month mm-hmm. calendar, and not the Zach version of the yeah. Black History Month calendar. Uh, and it does only work for the month of February. It is just thirty-one pieces of paper yeah. for February. So what are the extra three? They're selling like hotcakes. The extra three are um, well, actually, extra two. It's it's twenty twenty four. You're right. It's a leap year. Is next year a leap year? Mm-hmm. The extra two are for you to write your reflections after everything you've learned. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Write whether you're sorry or whether <laughs> apologize. Well, let's kick off the podcast. I want to start it off by shouting out our ten dollar and up patrons at patreon.com. Shout it, Zach. Shout it from the rooftops. Shout it from the top of a mountain. Shout to them. Shout how you feel. We're gonna go with Danny M. Lugo, (laughs) Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, and Autumn Marsh. People that we love very, very much are ten dollar and up patrons. If you would like to become a patron, the plans start at $5 over at patreon.com slash podcast to get all of our exclusive podcasts and anything else that we send down the, the Patreon stream. Check it out. You know, this is a question, Zach. Uh, after okay. that, that touching email that Autumn wrote us before, uh-huh. uh, one of our, our beloved patrons, uh, what's the patron tier if you name your baby after us? Like, what's, what's Autumn get out of that deal? If Autumn names her soon-to-be-born, or maybe by the time this comes out, recently-born child, Baby's I hope you haven't out. named them yet, because if you name it Zach <laughs> and Steven, you'll get two, count them, two free weeks of Brokeback Bebop, our Cowboy Bebop wow. rewatch podcast. Absolutely free. I'll send it over on my Betamax. Yeah. It'll be great. Just name your kid, Zach and Steven. We'll bring the name. kid on the show, too. I'll, and every I'll time the they get a social media page and they put that their first name is Zach and Steven, they'll think that your child is a shared Facebook account for a married gay couple. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's great for your credit score. That wasn't what I was expecting you to ask me when you said you had a question. <laughs> if that's what's been burning my mind. How have you been weeks. this week? We haven't talked in a few days. Is there anything that you'd like to to scream off the rooftop into the ears of our, our loyal listeners? Nothing hot off the presses right now, Zach, but uh, you should definitely watch The Last of Us if you're not, because it's great. I've heard it's really good, and the only reason I haven't watched it yet, I think, is because I'm waiting to binge it when the first season's done. 
I'll, I'll watch the episodes it are, are kind of long sometimes go. though do you, do you are you the type of person who will sit down for multiple hour plus long episodes in a row i think i just like to know that the whole piece is available so if i want to watch mm. two or three i can sure you don't have to worry about pacing it out because you're yeah you're gonna see it all. you know how i am with pacing i don't do it so well <laughs> i'm quick to the jump I wanted to talk about so Valentine's Day has just passed. So mm-hmm. anyone out there who celebrates Valentine's Day, I hope I got you had real a confused day. for a second, but I remembered how time works here inside yeah. the time knife. Right inside mm-hmm. the time knife, it's always just been Valentine's. Day. It's always day. just after. And my favorite thing I've done over the lovey season was that Lil and I went to this really neat art house cinema place in Indianapolis to see a. Screening. Oh, one of those movie theaters that you can like get naked in. Absolutely. That's what well, art house means. I, I thought I thought it was one of those <laughs> theaters. Um, <laughs> uh, but we went to see one of my favorite bad B movies that is celebrated and is 25 years old, and people still line up to see it in the theater and throw spoons at the screen. The Room. If you don't know it and how crazy it is and how entertaining it is, you should seek it out. Uh, I went to see it. I got to meet one of the actors from it. I had a The Room-themed Ojai Margarita, which was really nice. satisfying to me. It was a really good time. And the theater that we went to is really cool. It's an indie, and it's a not-for-profit like art cinema. The place is called Can Can. And in the building, it's got a bar and restaurant that's like fancy attached to it that's separate from the movie theater. But it was a really fun way to spend the evening, a little date. Nice. What about you? What did you do for your sweetie? across the the lovey season um well this is our really busy season at work so so not shit there's really. not really time to do anything um but we'll uh, you know in here inside the time knife it's not yet valentine's day so there's still well yeah but you can talk as if you have plans for two days from now three days from zach, now. zach you think i plan three days ahead of where i am right now well, I don't want to put any negative pressure I, on you for I, that. I, like every Valentine's Day, will be spending it with you, Zachary. Oh, that's true. Every year we uh, get together, uh, eat some popcorn, and see Zoolander 2 on yeah. the big screen. Every Valentine's Day since 1994. It's getting more and more expensive to <laughs> make movie theaters play Zoolander yeah. 2. They, they don't want to show recording. it anymore. Mm-hmm. They're sick of it. <laughs> They're tired of it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put any negative pressure on you because Valentine's Day obviously is like, in the history books, a stupid holiday that's mm-hmm. made to make you feel pressure to buy stuff. And then on the flip side of that coin, you're kind of an asshole if you don't at least do like a little something. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I both... I don't know. I just like to have an excuse to like go do something nice and celebrate. Yeah. It's not I don't because celebrate. the man told me, but it kind of is. You're not a celebratory <laughs> I don't celebrate fellow. anything, Zach. I'm okay. saving my celebration for something important. You know, when I get to go up there and say, thank you, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. for my Oscar award because uh, it's gonna be presented <laughs> by holograms by that point sure uh i it was it's 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 truly special to be given an egot all in one night uh they put the events together just to honor me right and well, it was obvious where it blessed. was going so they just smushed them all together smushed them all together we'll make all it a one night thing save some cash i'd like to announce officially uh that zach pruitt and i will be amicably divorcing we will be maintaining our relationship for the children. Uh, a, yeah, for the kids, for yeah. for all the little tiny And it's really there. just a, a press event, you know. Yeah. We're still very much an item, but we've mm-hmm. got to we've got to get the mags talking about it's us again. For the again taxes, because you our know? Google alerts are going down. We got to get them <laughs> up up up. 
Let's talk about <laughs> the good those place. Google this alerts. has been enough nonsense. Do you have anything else you want to say before we dive into the time knife, my friend? I do not. Okay, we're talking about season one, episode six of The Good Place. This episode is called What We Owe to Each Other. This episode was directed by Tucker Gates, who, outside of The Good Place, because this is his only episode that he directed of The Good Place, a lot of credits I wrote down. My favorite ones are the most prevalent ones. He did two episodes of the original 21 Jump Street. So he's Ooh, been directing for a long shout time. Shout out to Johnny Depp. Two episodes, kind of, kind of, sh- a, a very limp shout out to Johnny Depp. <laughs> Come on the show, Johnny, but we won't take it easy on you. We're going to ask. <laughs> We're going to ask. Uh, he also, Tucker Gates also directed two episodes of The X-Files. What do you think about the first name Tucker? It's bad, right? Tucker Carlson has kind of yeah. pulled it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fix that, Tucker, next yeah. time, before your yeah. next credit. Tucker like, switch Gates. your names around or something. Also, Gates two Tucker episodes- sounds powerful. Two episodes of Weeds he's directed, seven episodes of Lost, four episodes of The Office, two episodes of House, two episodes of Parks and Rec. So many great credits. kind of all over the place genre-wise, though. episodes of Bates Motel. Yeah, listen to that. 17 episodes of Bates Motel. So what a career. This episode was written by a team, Dylan Morgan and Josh Siegel, who I noticed they always write stuff together. They Mm, wrote three other episodes of The Good Place together, The Trolley Problem, Janet's, and The Funeral to End All Funerals. And outside of The Good Place together, they wrote seven episodes of Monk. I love Monk. Seven episodes But those are three fucking fantastic episodes of The Good Place that they wrote. Absolutely they are. Seven episodes of 30 Rock and two episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. All projects I like. Yeah, so Dylan Morgan, Josh Siegel, and Tucker Gates. Shout-outs to all of you. What a dream team. Ditch the name, Tux. Yeah. It's not working. (laughs) Zach and Steven say it's got to go, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Tucker Gates could also be a drag name, though. That'd be great. This episode also originally aired on October 13th, 2016. And let's kick off our discussion, the festivities of this episode, by finding out if Steven is able to let us know everything that went down in these 20-some minutes of quality television. We're going to get bum, into one of my bum, favorite bum, moments bum, of the bum, week, everyone. Bum, I hope it's bum, one of yours, bum, too. Bum, it's time to bum, find bum, out, bum, did Steven watch the episode Steven watch the episode? So this week. Oh, it wasn't over. It turned into Mission Impossible. It was Mission Impossible the whole time. It, it always was it Mission Impossible. That's my Tom Cruise run. Does he do that in Top Gun? Does he go? Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah. Sure. Does he, like, run while flying the plane? Like, is he, like... (laughs) He's both running on top of and steering the plane, and they really filmed it. He did his own stunts. Tom Cruise is holding the plane while steering. Yeah. The things being in a horrifying, world-destroying death cult will do to you. (laughs) uh, Whatever they're smoking over at the Scientology corner, you know, keeps your skin young and your legs moving quickly. I feel like if I was ever in a situation where... I was like sat down at a BMV and Tom Cruise was there. I feel like 10 minutes of his charm, I would be a Scientologist. <laughs> then I'd get there and my credit card wouldn't go through and they'd say, send him out the other door. <laughs> send him out the Leah Remini wing. They like open like a moon door and you fall through. That's a Game of Thrones reference. The Steven, moon we've door. riffed, but this is a very serious matter. Yeah, I, I do not have such. high hopes for myself this week, Zach. I think there's a lot of things that happen in this episode. I don't think I can get them all in 20 seconds. I really hate that attitude because I feel yeah. like you're my bright, shining 
little baby boy and you can do anything you set your heart out to this month of february <laughs> you know i'm i i with that you know what zach you're right it's february right. i can do all things and if you don't give me a good score it's racist Steven, so don't let your people and your community down on <sighs> black history month you've got to describe to them as a culture <laughs> what happened culture. in this episode of the good place so are you ready mm -hmm. to do it to get an a plus for the culture Show enough. Okay. Zach. I didn't like that, but mm -hmm. I, I, who am I to say? It's your Ooh, time. Yeah. There's 20 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? How about 28 seconds for February? I can't do that. It may <laughs> be your month, but I still, you know, we got to still go by the rules that I have put in place. That's and fair. now we're going to do that. Are you ready? I guess. Three, two, one, go. Eleanor has to help Michael because she's his assistant. They have to figure out what's wrong with the neighborhood. Chidi's got to help Janyu because Jason's too scared to talk to Tahani because he's going to let his secret out. So they go to a couple's therapy and uh, Chidi's there, but really he's Tahani's true soulmate, maybe. And then Eleanor figures out that she can trick Michael and distract him by playing games and singing karaoke. But then Michael Stop. decides he's going to leave. You lost me at couples therapy. That's not what it was. It was a spa. I said therapy. Shit. It's physical they went therapy. To couples therapy. Yeah, but that's a stretch spa too. They therapy? went to a couples spa. It's called spa therapy. Spa is therapy, sure, but I don't think in the good place they need it for therapy. I think it's for leisure. I think it was just a pleasure spa. I don't think it was a pleasure spa. Zachary. And also, I just feel like you left a decent amount out. We didn't get to the end of the Eleanor and Michael story, namely Michael saying that it's his fault. Feel like uh, you, I don't know. I feel like I got a lot of words, but I didn't get a lot of content. You know what I mean? You know, I think the African American people feel the same way. We've gotten a lot of words. We've gotten a lot of empty promises, <laughs> and no content. Well, I pr I've promised you nothing. Hmm. You know, I would have to roll the tape back and listen to it again to properly, harshly judge you. Mm -hmm. So, on a good faith, you know, basis of reparations, I'm mm -hmm. gonna give that one a B plus. Thank you, Zachary. Firm I don't think you, I, I want you to know I don't think you've earned it. Well, you can't just you can't refute it. No, a D D plus D plus for Steven. D plus? Huh? You said B plus. You just said D. Right. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Let's move on. I've got some trivia for you this week, my friend. It was a B plus. <laughs> Let the record show. Uh, Janelle, could you please you. put Janelle, in the please. minutes? It was a B. B is in Barcelona. It was a B plus <laughs> Janelle. Yeah, also, Janelle, there's flies all over my Cinnabon. Can you do something about that? Thanks, Janelle, Janelle, you know at the top of your contract it said no matter how many days the Cinnabon have stayed on Steven's desk. No, no flies. flies. <laughs> Thanks, Janelle. Sorry to laugh at your work. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to some trivia. Let's do it. How many questions you have this week? I don't you... think we need to discuss the number of questions. Let's just ask them. You kick it off. Okay. Uh, name as many clown names as you can, Zach. Okay. Well, this was mine, one of my questions, and uh -huh. it's been a while. So, of course, I remember creepy George Washington, but is that mm. not even what it is? Not is what it, it is. Uh, big nose, creepy Whoa, eyes, let's not get... little Mr. Teeny Meeny Muggins. I don't know if I look down at my notes, I'd be able to tell you every one of them. But I believe in the the importance of the rules to this game. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to lie to you. I don't know until well, that's I look okay, down at my Zach. Notes. I'm going to read them to you. We've got Teeny Meeny Muggins, Psycho. Is one of them, right? Okay. 
uh, Crazy Head, Stupid Juggling Weirdo, uh, yeah. Freaky Feet, and Nightmare George Washington. We did not have a Teeny Weeny Muggins. <laughs> teeny Meeny Muggins, Oh, Janelle. Teeny Meeny. Let me check. Him. <laughs> him, him is in Nancy. Janelle. Uh, okay, my first question for you is going to be, what kind of medicine does Eleanor's dog-sitting dog take? Mm. Didn't catch its name. So I hope that's not is, one is of it, your questions. Is it heart Absolutely not. Medication. Nope. Wrong. Toe turf. Toe turf. <laughs> uh, kidney. It was kidney meds. Kidney meds. Ah, oh, he's got a drinking problem. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know why I was thinking of turf toe, the thing that football players get. Well, that was one of the clowns as well. Teeny ah, meeny muggins, toe turf. turf toe. Um, which clown characters. does Eleanor replace with the sexy mailman? Oh, man. I don't know their Mailman. names to begin with. Crazy Eyes McFlibbins. Ooh, <laughs> Crazy Eyes McFlibbins was not the correct answer, Zach. We're looking for Creepo the Clown. Creepo the Clown. Uh, what items are in Michael's human collection? Ooh, Tuffy. Uh, there was a roll of tape. Um, there was like a, was a, a Walkman, like a tape player. Or is there like a a hairbrush or a comb? Uh, maybe a pair of scissors, nail clippers, an earbud, um, a <laughs> flip flop. He's just naming stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, well there's it? one really noteworthy one that I feel like you should remember. Baseball. Because, Baseball. Because it's referenced a few times in the episode. Michael really likes them. Dumps them all over Eleanor. Paper clips. Okay, we had tape dispenser. I think you said that one. Yeah. I, I did not that. hear slingshot. Ooh. I did not hear paper football. Tough. I did not hear pink eraser or wax lips or mm -mm. cheese grater. No. But we kind of got paper clips after I coerced bit, it out of A little me. bit. A little bit. Um, you know, say similar time in the episode. How many rocks were suspicious? Exactly 78. That was one of my nice. questions. And I don't have good. to. Well, before they counted three of them mm -hmm. out, it was 78. Yeah. And I didn't have to cheat. I knew that one. You knew that. According to Michael, what did the Golden Girls love? Gossip? No, that'd be Gossip Girl. Golden Girl. Ooh. Different kind of girl entirely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They love um, cheesecake, and one of them loves... Dick. Intercourse. We'll give it to them. <laughs> yeah. Janelle, Shout half out to point Blanche. to Steven. Um, what prizes did Michael and Eleanor win? Eleanor won like a Rasta man kind of mm -hmm. stonery state yeah. fair looking kind of dude. And Michael won a minion. What do you call yes. it? A he little, called it like yellow a little yellow toddler. <laughs> uh, what's the special at the couple's cafe? Um, oysters for two. Soulmate muffins, two for the Soulmate. price of zero. Everything's free here. Ha ha. Uh, what season of Friends does Michael feel like? Season eight of Friends, out of mm -hmm. ideas and forcing Rachel and Joey together, even yeah. though it makes absolutely no sense. Which I agree with. Danny lo Danny likes the Rachel-Joey thing, but I give it a big thumbs down. Let's bring it up later, because I have a couple things to say about mm -hmm. it. Sure. Um, One more question turn. for you. Because you've taken a couple of mine. Mm -hmm. Who is the best impressionist of all time, and who can he do? Frank Caliendo. Yes. He can do uh, regular John Madden. Yes. He can do fat George Bush. No. He can George do Bush. Fat uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. He can do fat uh, 
I don't know. It wasn't George Bush. It was Al Pacino. Damn! Al Pacino. Mm. That's my last question. You got any more? I have one more. What okay. is the tone of the neighborhood meeting? Moribund and uh, uh, devastating. Yeah, you got it. Nice. Hey, you, you, you're a winner. Thank you. You're a winner. You a little yellow toddler. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. You can get this little walrus man. Okay. Thanks. Cool. What's what I'll, I'll mail this is that to you. From? This is from Odd Taxi. His okay. name is Otakawa. Watch Odd Taxi if you haven't. It was my anime of the year 2021. Janelle, did you get that in the minutes for Janelle, 2021? 2021. I swear to God, Janelle, if you write 2012 again, we're through. You're out. You're Let's get on into the, the street again. The good place we're here I don't care how many kids you have, what Janelle. What we owe to each other, the sixth episode. What do you think of it? I think it's a good one. I like this episode. Uh, I think usually when I'm watching the show, uh-huh. I'm really excited about the next one. And yeah. so I kind of like this This gets me there. But as, it's, as it stands by itself, it's really funny. I think mm-hmm. the the cheaty at the couple's spa with uh, Jason and Tahani is really memorable and really awkward and funny. Um, I think that that storyline is getting, you know, complicated mm-hmm. now that we've seen Chidi with all this, you know, he feels sad because he his real soulmate there. Um, Tahani's feeling a similar way but doesn't know the thing. And so them connecting together presents both a, 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 a nice thing for both of them to have someone that they can actually be friends with. In a um, way that is confusingly romantic to them yeah. because – and we'll dive into that. I think that's some of the most – interesting delicate work that they do in this episode Mm -hmm. Um, i'm excited to talk about it and i'm excited to see how they follow up with it because they kind of uh build it up as this thing that's gonna gonna pop up some and i kind of remember it happening but i don't really remember it yeah and i also really think that you know one of my favorite runners in the entire show is michael's fascination with humankind this is a good one this one is, is is a is a bit more of a peek into that than we've gotten so far and it's really amusing Michael has been kind of doing the same things the last couple episodes, and this episode gave him a lot of really funny stuff, so it's been one of my favorite Michael episodes Mm -hmm. in a few. I think this is a really solid episode, and you're right about how it builds up to the next episode. They spend a lot of this episode kind of making it seem like this is going to be the one where Eleanor's situation really bubbles over, and then at the end, she gets an out once again. Mm -hmm. But I think aside from that, the episode does a lot of nice shifting chess pieces around introducing new issues for these characters deepening things it does enough of that to not feel like a wasted episode when we get another out at the end i think it's a really satisfying episode and i'm excited let's get into it let's dive in eleanor is pondering sadly over her clown paintings in the beginning of the episode telling Chidi that she's worried about a meeting that she has that's upcoming with Michael. We get all of the funny bits of her. Mm-hmm. She's named all of the clowns, and um, they're kind of a part of her now, even though they're they're a bane to her existence. And she replaces just one of them with the sexy mailman so she can feel a little bit more at home. Yeah. You gotta have the sexy mailman on your wall. If this was your place, what would you replace one sa- uh, creepy clown with to make you feel more at home? You know, I probably should say a picture of my... Beautiful, wonderful partner, but right, it did realistically be an anime what, really? girl. Yeah, sure. I, Which one? I would, Is there an easy answer for you? Who's your pinup? <sighs> That's a toughie, Zach. It's a toughie. Uh, it would be Misato from <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. Here is my rehearsed <laughs> answer to that. 
Mm-hmm. I think I would also have to go with one of my true beloved pinups. I'd have just a big old print of one Stephen Allen Baker. Hey, from top curl to bottom curl. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get. <laughs> they go all the way down. I don't know. I have a really big crush. If I was gonna pick a pinup girl, do you know who mm-hmm. Rachel Sennett is? No. She's an actress who's getting a lot of attention. She was in What's... Bodies, 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 and in Shiva ah. Baby was a was a movie that she starred in. And she's my crush right now. Is she the one Real who's dating Sinet Pete Davidson? Heads, no. She might be. Is she now? I know he's dating whoever, like one of his co-stars from that movie. What's her name? Rachel Sinnott? Yes. Sinnott. Oh! I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, you do. I think she's super <laughs> cute. Yeah. yeah, you do. That would be mine. I'd replace Creepo the Clown with... Yeah, with I want to see the movie she's in um, with the girl from The Chef. You should see Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It was good. Yeah. I'll check that out. Okay, so we've got the sexy mailman on the wall. Mm-hmm. And Chidi is coming to Eleanor with this week's philosophy issue, the book, uh, What We Owe to Each Other in the Idea of Contractualism. Eleanor has a funny line when she's like, Oh, you're going to tell me that it's in some easy-to-understand comic strip. That was but one it's, of my it's... funniest, hardest laughs in the episode. I thought that was really funny. More complicated than that. Um, do you want to explain this concept? What did you get out of the explanation? It's all about sticking to promises, yeah, regardless it, it, of it, what it means to you it, to stick it with It means, them. like, setting a rule and sticking to that rule, yes. right? It's, it's saying that we agree this is the established-upon like just rule of life that is understood and accepted by everyone. You know, like for us in our society, you know, you don't you don't spit on a baby. You don't do that. Well, you know? So if people just start walking around spitting baby, on babies, story. it'd be a problem. Well, adult babies you got to tie keep them back. But uh y- <laughs> y- y- we have things in our society that are just like agreed upon, don't do it. Right. You know? Like what? What's what's other on Steven's list of no-nos? Other than spitting on babies? Yeah, it's pretty that's high the up top there. one. That's up there. Uh, you know, you don't walk in a subway and, and, and make a Jared joke. You don't do that. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's not their fault. They don't know who Jared is. You think anyone that working at Subway is old enough to have seen a commercial with Jared in it? That's not a chance. Two. That's number two on the don't do it. That's number two one. on the don't do it. I go to Subway every day, so I... I and after quite a few Jared jokes, they let you know. I how. finally learned my lesson. It's really inconsiderate. Okay. Uh, well, they kind of have this back and forth of Eleanor's ideas for rules, and Chidi kind of comes back with, well, in this idea, there would be other rules that would keep you from being able to go all crazy with your rules. Otherwise, we're talking about tyranny, which is genuinely frowned upon. I, I, I will say, funny. Zach, the Uber rule I agree with. I don't talk to my Uber drivers ever. Even if I'm not playing anything, I have my headphones in my ear. I know that most of the people I know are are different than that, but I I'm not trying to have a conversation, buddy. Just just drive. I think what it is for me and probably where the difference comes from is that I'm not taking Ubers every day. Yeah. When I take an Uber, I'm on a trip and I'm in a good mood. It's part of the experience. So I'm yeah. going to be like, "How long have you been Uber driving?" Busy day today? Busy in the big city? <laughs> have any crazy stories? But I completely understand why you would uh, uh, feel that way. That you're like, this is. I just got off work, or I'm mm-hmm. on my way to work. These are like my last ten minutes to masturbate in the back of your car yeah. in peace. So just <laughs> let, let me, me finish. Be, turn up or down to Kenny G a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Uber music? Do you think they should? Yeah, they can play music? their music. I or like what, that. What makes a, what makes the best Uber driver experience? 
Um, if they're dead silent, the windows are rolled up and they have something on the radio. What if they're like, here, take the aux cord. Would that be nice? Or is that I'd be dangerous? like, I'm okay. I'm in my headphones. <laughs> what if he's like, hey, I know this great bagel shop around the corner. <laughs> they always are cheer. like, oh, you live over here. You ever been to this place that I've never heard of? And I'm like, nope. And they've been like, really? I love that place. I, I think I went there once like six years ago. I'm like, Don't I'm take like, note uh, of where I live, yeah. Uber driver. <laughs> oh, hey, I used to live over there. You ever go to uh, this deli? I think they closed a couple years ago. Did you ever go there? And you're like, I bring joy to people on a daily basis. I, don't <laughs> I have hate time like so. Uh, you heading to, heading to work? Uber yeah. driver. What do you do for a living? I'm a ballroom dance instructor. Oh wow! Like like uh, like the like the waltz and the cha cha. <laughs> I'm like yeah, and like nice. Uh, you do that full time? Yep. Wow. And if Put it's all a guy your money driving, in this bag, if it's a young guy, they're boy. like. So do you, do you find a lot of hot chicks there dancing? If it's an older woman, wow, I always wanted to take dance lessons. If it's an older guy, and you, you know, say, my wife and my I did card. a dance lesson once. Do you have a card? I used to. Are you like, here's my card? I used to, but I ran out because I gave him to all my Uber drivers, so I don't have any cards in my wallet anymore. Okay, so all that to say. <laughs> all that to say, Uber drivers, don't talk. <laughs> I'm not here to be your friend. I am a Black Diamond member because I keep my mouth fucking shut in the backseat. If an Uber driver tries to talk to you the rest of this month, you're allowed to tell them, hey, come on, hey, it's, it's not my time. Give me till March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Eleanor kind of begrudgingly decides after Chidi talks into her that one way or another, she needs to keep her promise to Michael that she would help because in this world of... Ethical decisions are just as big as life and death. Uh, you've got to stick to your promise, and it's the right thing to do. And Eleanor comes up with the scheme, a really funny line that cuts to the theme song, when she's like, oh, I need to learn how to help Michael and not help him at the same time. Like when I was a super hot prom date for my uh, cousin, was it? Yeah, a super mm -hmm. hot prom date for my cousin, and I was told that I did and then <laughs> did not help him in <laughs> Okay, so after the little theme song credit, we get the first scene in Michael's office, and I really love Michael's nervous energy. That's like my it's favorite so mode of Michael, and here when he's talking about like, oh, I'm sorry, it's such a mess in here. Wait, I forgot. You don't see in nine dimensions. <laughs> and then does this really awkward clearing a chair off for Eleanor. is so funny. I just love that you can see just how much stress and how much it's weighing on Michael's, you know ninth dimension level brain that he's got that it's just ripping him to shreds and this ninth dimension brain has been binging friends hard <laughs> and he has all these questions i love the way he phrases well i know i'm this all-knowing powerful being so these are the type of thoughts that i have but mm -hmm. how did they afford that apartment and what were they doing with those umbrellas <laughs> it was a really funny moment truly Eleanor's reactions are really sweet to that, too, because at first she's like, yeah, we all wondered about that, too. And then when he goes on about the umbrellas, she's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of your thing. <laughs> and Michael tells Eleanor that like the television program Friends, which, by the way, as a society, years past, as it's kind of exited the five or so years ago when it became like the netflix show mm -hmm. i feel like now it's like the office or whatever yeah. hot well, the show is there on anymore. right now but you know what i mean the show mm -hmm. the like comfort show that people watch on a loop 
Yeah. I feel Netflix like it used got to be rid more of all friends. of theirs. In the year of our Lord, 2023, are you – in Black History Month, keep in mind, mm-hmm. are you pro or against the television show program Friends as an institution? Pro. I like Friends. It's all right. It's funny because the cast is funny. Yeah. And it's got, honestly, better writing than – even if it's not complicated at all. And yeah. it has plenty of problems if yes. you inspect it. It's got better joke writing than other shows of its ilk, I think. Absolutely. And I think that, if nothing else, the cast has so many, you know, talented and really funny people that the performances are enjoyable. And it's a show that I feel like I can rewatch or pick a random episode and Absolutely. really enjoy it. It's very quotable. It For me, I grew I up. I would never like, I be caught the... dead quoting Friends, but go uh, ahead. Go I watched on. the finale live as a, as a, as a wee type. That's cool. My mom loved Friends. So, like, I, it's been a big part of my life forever. So, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Friends fan. What quote would you find yourself saying the most often from Friends? The most? Um... Are you a pivot kind of boy? Uh, since you, uh, I teach dancing and there are uh-huh. plenty of times where I say pivot, I yell it at least once a week. Nice. Um, I really like, Ross got married and divorced again. That's one of my favorites. Three divorces, three divorces. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good. I like my sandwich because I, I am eating food a my, lot. So, like, so you're a Ross man is what I'm learning. I think that Ross is one of the this worst the characters, funniest but, character. he has, but he He's has the really funniest funny character. It's yeah. because of David Schwimmer. He plays that part yeah, really well. So well. And he's deplorable in a super funny way. He's mm-hmm. like the – when Ross is at his most removed from reality, yeah. he almost turns that show into like an always sunny adjacent kind of when thing. When he's playing his fucking like soundscape shit, absolutely. Yeah, I think Friends is good. I've seen it too many times. So I'm probably a little mm-hmm. tired of it. But it definitely deserves its place in television history. That you know, I, I don't hate on Friends. People, th- yeah. I think it's as cool an adult, I really appreciate Phoebe as a character. I think she's very funny. We get Eleanor's flashback in this episode. It's the slightest of all the flashbacks we've had so far. But uh, it has a bulldog, Zach. So bonus it does have points. A bulldog. The bulldog's cute. It's fun. It's funny, and it, they do find cute ways for it to relate in and out of what's going on in the present mm-hmm. and showing how Eleanor in The Good Place makes different decisions than Eleanor on Earth did. But it's a pretty slight flashback when last, I think it was last week when we got the Tahani flashback that was yeah, like that was throughout major. her life, her relationship with her sister. All we get in this first section is that she's supposed to house sit and dog sit in a very nice house and she looked up how much it cost on Zillow and she's kind of <laughs> rubbing it in the friend that that owns the house's face. And, mm-hmm. and I just thought throughout this, if I knew Eleanor, why would she be the person why that you Why would she take? be the person that you asked? She's yeah. so obnoxious and saying stuff like, have and fun very on your vacation when she's going off to like help her frail mother. Yeah, I feel like it was it's trouble. Mm-hmm. But I I think the setup is funny enough. Now Zach, is there an artist that you would mm-hmm. like abandon an animal like that to go see? Yeah, I, I I feel like the situation in this episode. I'll just talk about it now. I guess I think it's really really stupid. Mm-hmm. It's so easily solved with mm-hmm. a phone call of I got this life-changing opportunity to go to this incredible concert that I never would have dreamed I could go to. Mm -hmm. Is there any chance that you have a friend who can watch the animal tonight so I can do this? I can leave the key under the mat. All you have to do is a phone call, which is what makes Eleanor's choices in this episode so baffling. Mm -hmm. Because I would absolutely do that if something came up. I would be the type of person to at least say, 
hey, take some of the money that you gave me back if I'm doing less work or whatever. I, I really want to go. Can we make this work? And if I they take say, the damn dog with me. If they say no, absolutely not, then I guess I would probably not go to the thing. Mm-hmm. But I think all you have to do is ask, and usually that's enough. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, in the present, or I guess in the in the time knife, who, who knows? Hey, um, Tahani is walking through the neighborhood and seeing all of the couples at a kind of farmers market situation, and she has a little conversation with this friendly couple that suggests that she and Jianyu go to the couple's spa. So mm-hmm. she goes back home with that idea, and we see the classic Jason Tahani. Uh, comedy of errors where Jason is using a magic eight ball to <laughs> talk to Tahani. Johnny, my love, how are you? I am decidedly so. That's very profound. Um, soulmate, an idea. Our neighborhood now features a spa and it offers couples packages. And I thought maybe we could get facials and do yoga and, and talk in, in long, discursive sentences. What do you say? Signs point to yes. Oh, marvelous. I feel like the stupidity of Jason is stretched in this episode a little bit. He literally can't say anything. The thing comes up yes, so he has no choice but to say yes. (laughs) Even though he knows that it's a bad idea and that he shouldn't go, he's like the magic eight ball. You know, Jason made a commitment. He he is a man of his word. He said, I'm going to let this magic eight ball speak for me, and he held true to that. This Play plot line is pretty slight, but I really like it because of the mm-hmm. Chidi, Tahani, Jason dynamic. Uh, when you bounce them all off of each other and let their relationships with each other develop a little bit in this episode. Yeah. I think William Jackson Harper is probably at his funniest in this episode. Oh, Especially yeah. if you enjoy cringy humor the way that I do. Because um, Jason asks Chidi to come to the spa with the two of them, with the couple, to help him get out of having to talk to her and saying something stupid. <laughs> and Jason's so sweet. She he He's so intimidated by Tahani saying things like, she's so pretty, like Nala from The Lion King. And she <laughs> talks so talks smart, smart, like Nala, like Nala. from The Lion King. <laughs> Which is a great comparison. I love that. That's cute. And Chidi, his heart is in this because he can see the similarities to his situation all over the place with Tahani mm-hmm. and Jason and he's not quite sure what the right thing is to do. Maybe it's his responsibility to tell Tahani, or maybe it's his responsibility to help Jason and to keep Tahani happy that way. And before he can make a decision, Tahani shows up, and he doesn't really have any choice but to go with it and really, really awkwardly invite himself. Oh, my gosh. He does such a good job of making it, like, as uncomfortable as possible because he's so uncomfortable with it. You know, he hates having to do this, but he's like, well... If I don't, then I'm letting Jason down and letting Tahani down and mm-hmm. I'm putting everyone at risk. And, you know, it's just it's he's living in this this hellscape <laughs> yeah. that he's got to, you know, help people in because he, he he's so conflicted. Ends up just stuck in a decision that he's not set on because he can't decide on anything ever yeah. for himself. So he does. He invites himself to the spa. It's really, really awkward. I like the the <laughs> part where he's like, yeah, come on, Jason, back me up here. And he shakes the magic eight ball and made in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, you, you sure are, buddy. <laughs> Meanwhile, back to Eleanor and Michael. Uh, Eleanor is introduced to Michael's human collection. We talked a little bit about that. It's so 
endearing and just adds to the mythos of this Michael character and what the fuck yeah. is he that he's so interested in the stupid little things that humans have made across our existence in a way that kind of makes me appreciate those things a little <laughs> bit more because when Michael's like look at a fucking paperclip isn't this the best thing you've ever seen like, I can't think of anything better that's pretty cool it's a twisted up piece of of, of metal kind of that helps yeah. me hold stuff together it's pretty neat i like that <laughs> he's he's experiencing these things for the first time and yeah. commenting on them so it helps me take a step away from my existence and be like it's like that it, is kind of cute and neat if i was a foreign observer to human existence what's with all the stuff that we <laughs> do yeah stuff like with? why do you have a thing for this Michael thinks that uh, an object design flaw is at fault for what's going on in the neighborhood. That mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe something was made improperly and is nefarious and glitchy. So if he uh, if if he tests every single item in the neighborhood, beginning with all the rocks, he'll be able to figure it out. Which is both annoying to Eleanor and also nice because it's going to keep him on this trail yeah. of digging around and doing nothing while she continues to come up with an excuse for her situation. Um, and we just get a quick moment of that and it goes to Chidi, Tahani and Jason arriving at the spa where Janet checks them in. And that's probably my favorite comedic bit of the episode, Janet and Chidi. It's really quite simple, Janet. They are a couple and I am a third part of that couple, uh, a helper part who is here for fun and excitement. So three person couple. Does not compute. Does not compute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't compute, but I'm not going to explode or anything. Right. <laughs> and that, of course, is the highlight. But all of Chidi's, well, yes, I am a third person in this couple. Okay, well, who's accompanying you? Just me. And just me. I will also be, I just think it's so funny <laughs> and so cringy. And those two actors are so funny off of each other. So it's the first time we've really seen Chidi and Janet because Chidi is also kind of like a computer that gets lost yeah. and can't compute sometimes. So they're both just like fraying and sparking in front of each other. And <laughs> Tahani's really facial moment. expressions through that whole scene are so funny. Cause she's, I mean, so she's horrified already. Yeah, and but then watching this happen is just making it worse. It's just <laughs> showing her how right she was that this isn't yeah. normal. This is really weird that she's <laughs> with us. Uh, that's really funny. Uh, Tahani goes in and Chidi has a moment to tell Jason to connect with her, and that's such an easy request just to like <laughs> give one of the Jianyu shoulder touches and yeah. nods. Just listen to her. But he is so. I don't know, once the lid was taken off of Jason Mendoza, there's no putting yeah, it back there's on. No saving it. So he's immediately going to stuff like, do I be nice to her or do I throw all her jewelry in the toilet? <laughs> like, what is the what is it like to be inside Jason Mendoza's <laughs> mind? He's like, These are my only options. But that also tells me that he probably has thrown all her jewelry in the toilet. Yeah. At one time or another. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He thought it would help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, Eleanor and Michael still stuck on rocks. It's been, what, 90 minutes, and they've deduced that three of them aren't dangerous, but one of them might be. Let's put that yeah. one back. And <laughs> Eleanor has a really funny line where she's like, I'm trying to help you, but you're starting to have this guy muttering to himself at a library computer type of vibe. <laughs> Some of the lines in this show just draw a perfect image. We've yeah. all, I don't know, where I grew up, our... Our library downtown is a pretty nice library for the mm -hmm. type of town that we live in. 
and doing work on the computers there was pretty commonplace for yeah. kids growing up in Anderson. And there's always some guy with several jackets on, yes. hooded up, porn on highly protected computer, uh, <laughs> just talking to himself. And he's not like doing anything to the porn. He's just watching. Just watching. Yeah. Just taking it in. So when Eleanor said that, it really brought up some memories of my childhood. The, the Anderson Public Library, you see a lot of things there if you're there every day for a summer. But also, I am so on the train of a, a library is as important to a community as anything yeah. else is. I loved spending time at the library. Totally. Agreed. So much cool stuff. So much more than books to do at your library. Mm-hmm. Support your local library. Support your local library. It's a... Uh, for me, at least, like I didn't have like a computer at home, so that was where I could go and like be on the internet and do stuff, you know, play games. Yeah, play games, or even a place to like papers. meet up with friends outside of school. Sometimes, totally. like a social place. Cool times, but anyway, Eleanor is on the idea that to help Michael calm down and to also help her get away with her shenanigans longer, that he she's gonna teach Michael the concept of slacking off and doing <laughs> fun stuff just to get your mind off of work to help the both of them. So that yeah. starts with them having frozen yogurt together. And Michael and Eleanor have a really nice kind of bonding scene here where when you know all the layers to the good place and where they've mm-hmm. taken us and where they are taking us, I feel like this is a nice, important scene yeah. where Michael is fairly straightforward with Eleanor mm-hmm. about some things. Uh, it's so funny. There's a really funny line just talking about frozen yogurt when yeah. he's appreciating how human that is and uh, something so human about taking something great and ruining it a little so you can have more of it. Which is such a human. human thing. Yeah. I can eat the whole pie and it's only 300 calories for my yeah. cashew milk ice cream. It's delicious. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, Michael confides because he sees – him and Eleanor as like a Ross and Phoebe situation, which is really funny. <laughs> which is a pretty cute pretty analogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he confides in her that he is the first architect to ever permanently at first stay with his neighborhood. That usually yeah. they create the neighborhood. They do the uh, – what's the word? Uh, orientation, orientation when they show yeah. up and then they leave. And Michael has a lot riding on this neighborhood because he, there was faith put into him for his new idea to do this a different way, to stay with the humans, to help them adjust. And it's going to come down on him, let alone make Michael feel sad for breaking his promise to all these humans if it all goes wrong because he's been here the whole time when usually nothing goes wrong. It's a well, nice And I scene. feel like... I like the thinking behind that, though, of, yeah. of him being there to greet you. It'd be a little scary, you know, even if you if there's a big sign that says this is the good place. I'd be a little bit stressed and anxious and confused, you know, at first. With all these yeah, people. Michael it's nice letting to have you someone into his office you in. and saying, hey, it's okay. Yeah, and like, yeah I would want okay, that. It is okay. Yeah, I would I want agree. that for sure. I also like Eleanor gets a little more comfortable in asking Michael questions and asks him if he has a butt and he misunderstands <laughs> it because she's thinking about the physical being of his actual self. Yeah. But he's like, I thought I gave myself a butt. Dang. <laughs> Michael wants to go back to work and Eleanor does this like Popeye noise at him. Goes, mm-hmm. ah, gah, 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 to him. <laughs> Let's do something else instead. And they go off and do karaoke. Lord, I never drew first, but I drew first, Lord, no one's 
This is so interesting. I mean, there's no point to it. The images on the screen relate to nothing. Some time passed and then it was over. That's karaoke. Oh, let's do it again. How do you feel? Are you pro or con in the year of our Way Lord 2023? Pro karaoke. karaoke. I think karaoke is so much fun. Me. Even when people are like, Bad Some people are like, well, don't do it if you're really good or don't do it if you're really bad. Karaoke's for everyone. If you're really good, you're not a fucking professional singer, but to have your moment, sound good. Have a, a small Mexican restaurant with 12 people clap for you. Do and that. And if you can't sing, still your have a small there, restaurant. Have your <laughs> moment. Absolutely. Karaoke is really fun. It's so much fun. Do you One have a go-to the... karaoke song? Um, so I like to sing Say It, Don't... Say it Ain't So by Weezer. <laughs> Is a fun sure. one for me because like maybe two people will always know the song and get really excited about it, and, you and can then kind the of rest make it of the about Hispanic all of families in the Mexican restaurant me. get very confused. Yeah. Um. So that one's a good one. Show tunes are always a good go-to. One time, Danny and I sang uh, "You're the One That I Want" from Greece like a few years ago, way before we were together, and that was cute. We've got to do that next time. Yeah. We're at a karaoke clubbing it up. Mm-hmm. We Let's should karaoke together. Okay. It'd be fun. What would be our go-to song? You know, it'd be easy to say Guy Love, but I feel like we need to get something ballady. You know, like uh, the the Peebo Bryson version from the end of Aladdin, of A mm -hmm. Whole New World. Or I was or thinking like, like Endless Love. Yeah. Or like... Uh, Islands in the Stream. Baby, it's cold outside in the Ooh, heat of summer. Can you be the, the guy and I'll be the vulnerable woman? I'll be both. Okay, I'll, I'll hold just dance. the mic for me. <laughs> uh, separate from the karaoke at the massage, I'm sure as, as physical as your work is that you're mm -hmm. a pro massage kind of guy. Way pro. Sure. Yeah, massage is pro great. body maintenance. Chidi to make things more awkward and to keep distance between Tahani and and Jason. He's like, you know what? I'll massage Jason. <laughs> And Tahani can be massaged by Janet. Janet's got her hands heated to the perfect 100 and something degrees. And I just like throughout the rest of the scene, they're talking about different things and just watching the business of Chidi trying to give Jason a massage. So funny. Just like putting his hands on him is really <laughs> funny. Uh, and even still, it's it, the little bits of conversation that come between Jianyu and Tahani are just horrifying. So when... bad. <laughs> Everything that comes out of Jason's mouth is like, why? <laughs> Tahani asks his favorite artist, and he says, I mean, Pitbull changed the game. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. 305, Mr. Worldwide. Why? I hate Pitbull. <laughs> all of them are doing something that's supposed to calm them down and make them feel better. Eleanor and Michael do some stuff that is fun to me, that does kind of help me calm down and feel better. Yeah. They're playing some arcade games. I love a good hour at the arcade. Me too. Super fun. Yeah. What's what your go-to, like, what what game do you win, either the most tickets or most prizes? Do you have one that you're good Ooh, at, most Zach? Most tickets. I'm pretty good at the Flappy Bird clone type things. Nice. I feel like that'd be, oh, I'm really good at the piano keys, like the arcade machine of the piano key game. What's, I haven't seen that. Like the that iPhone cool. game where you had to touch the piano keys. They and have match one of those in like arcades? And you try to do it really fast. I'm good at doing it really fast, yeah. That's awesome. I'm pretty good at Pac-Man, but it never gives out tickets, sure. really. That's a high score type of game. What about you? Nice. Uh, I'm really good at the crane games. If it's like a UFO machine that actually you can win something on, like I, I usually nice. win a few prizes on that when I go. That's a good uh, skill to have. It's a stupid skill to have, yeah. but it's a good one to be able to break out. I'm really good at the basketball games. I, I make sure. it my goal to set the high score on at least one of the machines when I go to arcades, and I normally can get close if not do it. 
That's how um, I am with Pac-Man. I can usually beat the high score on a Pac-Man machine. That's baller. Yeah. I I, I would be good at skee-ball, but my, my game plan is always go for the hundreds, which is not mm-hmm. how you do well at skee-ball, but I'm good at getting the hundreds sometimes. And that's and another fun thing about arcades that. is I'm not terribly skilled at a lot of the things, but I yeah. have fun doing all of them. It's yeah. awesome. I don't really want any of the stuff I can win. No. I'm there to play games <laughs> and to drink $30 Dave & Buster's cocktails. You know, the only time I've been to Dave & Buster's, it was with you, Zach. Really? Uh-huh. It's fun. Yeah, I had a good time. If, I'm sure there's probably a really cool one in Chicago. That there's has a lot of adult of arcades in Chicago that are super fun. There's a... Uh... One right by where I live that uh, a friend from hometown came to town and we went there and it was super fun. It's like an old school arcade. So like you buy like tokens and I have like a whole cup full of them just waiting for you, Zach, to come and play arcade games with. I would love that. I am overdue a trip to come hang out with you in Chicago. It's true. We should. It's true. I've I've shown up at your doorstep now several times. That's true. And Nary, have you been to mine? That's true. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think about Tahani's humble brag about her pores? The, oh, the my God. That was so stick. funny. <laughs> they won't stick. Oh, sorry. My pores are, you know. And it, even it, that leads to a question that's too complicated for Jason to try to explain. Yeah. She's like, how, how are, are your pores, your Jason? Pores, Jason? <laughs> that is kind of a weird question. Yeah. But She's just trying to get something. there is an easy good or bad answer, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're pores. They're pores. Porous. Open, but that really closed. puts her off because she thought, of all things, I could just make the smallest of small talk, and and he can't even do that. So she goes off to the sauna, and Chidi uh, has this moment of really yelling at Jason for not giving her anything. That yeah, she's like, just trying you, so hard to reach out to you, and you just can't give her anything. But Jason makes it so clear that he can't be trusted with that. No! He shouldn't <laughs> say or give her anything. It's just a bad awful situation for mm-hmm. all three of them included and there's not really an easy solution to it at all no there's no good way out here so the eleanor and michael stuff moves forward a little bit they they play with their toys at his office they're continuing to be distracted from the negative goings on the only thoughts i had the notes i took from this part were that i fucking hate the minions you know i despise Zach, we went minion. to universal together yeah i guess a couple years ago now mm-hmm. And the first ride that we rode was the Minions. Despicable Me 3D Minions Mayhem, of course. Yeah. It was not great. And and that that ride kind of sums up the Minions for me. I love Despicable Me. The first one was great. The second one was even solid. Uh, The Minion movie itself was not terrible. But as an institution, can't get behind it. That's what it is. I'm sure the movies are fine. It's the... Mm -hmm. 80-year-old women posting memes of a minion that says, I hate Mondays. Mm -hmm. It's the culture, the minion culture is what I'm against. uh, Culturally is is where we we hate them. I'm sure there are good minions out there, but it's as a whole. If there are, I've yet to see any. (laughs) I just don't want them in my neighborhood, Zach. (laughs) When I see a minion, I cross the street. I thought my neighborhood was gentrified to the point of being past <laughs> that garbage. But then I start seeing banana peels, and I start <laughs> hearing Barbara Ann as I'm walking to my nice suburban home. They sang I Swear once, but it was more like, Papa. I'm not going to do it, but it was bad. Have you seen much of the Golden Girls? Michael talks about watching the Golden Girls here. I've seen pretty much all of the Golden Girls. I've seen, I don't think, a single episode of the Golden Girls. Wow, you sure clearly were not it. watching... 
Um, let's see, what channel was that on? That Probably was not TV on Land, right? Yeah, TV Land. Growing mm-hmm. up, that's what I was trying to think of. I was like, it wasn't it, like Lifetime. I don't know why I didn't. I feel like when I was, you would love the Golden Girls. Watching channels like that, it, I don't think I skipped past it. I just think I didn't catch it. B. Arthur, sure. I'll Come give on. you that one for sure. <laughs> you can't argue with B. Arthur. I mean, Betty White, obviously, but I mean, the whole the whole crew was great. It was a really good show. The next scene is one of the most dynamic of the episode, and it kind of flips what this episode's been about on its mm-hmm. head when Chidi goes and runs into Tahani, sitting by herself at the couple's cafe. It's so sweetly heartbreaking yeah. to see them connect over their shared intellect and how much just getting a little bit of connection from another person changes their outlook. You can just see how... Whether it's romantic or not, and they do imply that it could be romantic between them when they connect, but is it, or is it just that, like, finally, I'm if this on were the same a Netflix original movie, <laughs> the whole plot would be two people go to heaven and yeah. their soulmates are not what they expected, and yeah. they fall in love with each other. That and and then it's Christmas. That would be the plot. <laughs> Christmas in heaven with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> But you know what I mean? This is complex. It's yeah. They're feeling some infatuation, but it's just because they've been so devoid of it since they've arrived mm-hmm. here that it's really cute. They do the rom-com trope of, oh, you like the same thing I like? On three, say your favorite one. And it's such a nice turn that they say different things. And yeah, you expect them to maybe say the same thing. And it is cute. It's more cute than if they said the wrong thing because they're yeah. like, oh, well, at least we like the same thing. That's really nice. Yeah, and it's, I like that. It's sad and sweet that the the waitress comes and explains the special, and they have the moment where uh, Chidi says, "Oh, we're not soulmates; we're soul friends. friends." And Tahani makes a face like that's really nice, and it's just I want these two to feel love. I know that they're not going to get love mm-hmm. from their current situations with their partner. Yeah. They're probably not going to get that love out of each other, but they're feeling like a little strand of it here when they've mm-hmm. been missing it this whole time they've been here, and it makes me sad for them. I want them to feel loved. Yeah, and, and it's it's conflicting because, you know, like this whole time, you know, the, the hopeless romantic in me has been kind of shipping Eleanor and Chidi, but then when I see him with Tahani, I'm like, wait, they are much better for each other and make each other much happier you know, but then there's other part of me that's like, well, if these two get together, what's going to happen to Jason and Eleanor? Because they're yeah. hopeless without <laughs> cheating around, you know? And also just the concept of, well, in this structure, can I stop being with my soulmate and go yeah. get with somebody else? Is that even allowed? Is that allowed? Which is such, that a, hap- yeah. such a weird construct that you're mm-hmm. in your your paradise, you're, you're forced to be confined with a stranger. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Meanwhile, things are heating up with Eleanor and Michael as she wants to continue slacking off. But uh, Michael is starting to get sick of that and see more clearly the work that he needs to do to solve the problem in the neighborhood. Um, I like when Eleanor comes in with a DVD and says, if you think you didn't do any work, wait until you see how much work the real housewives don't do. (laughs) Uh, Michael's on the trail. He's determining that the cause of this issue it can't be a rock. It's got to be a person in the neighborhood that is causing these glitches that Mm -hmm. correctly he's guessing that someone is doing something wrong, something that the world doesn't like and, and it's reacting negatively against the actions. Um, and, and, and this of course scares Eleanor because that's exactly 
what she is in the midst of and and she thought she was going to have all this time to figure out a solution while Michael's on the trail and now he's as close to her problem as he's ever been. It's really clever writing because Eleanor's trying to be a good person. Yeah. And she's trying to improve herself. But she also is trying very hard to not get caught. In this whole episode, she's been leading Michael as far away from the truth as possible. But now it's kind of backfired because with his clear, not overly stressing head, he's like, oh, duh, this is the problem. Yeah. And and I like there's a, a great moment. I'm not sure if it's this is first scene, but I think it, it, it's close to it when he's like, Janet, get me a list of everyone mm-hmm. that was at this thing that went wrong. And this list of everyone knows that this thing who went wrong. And Jan's like, I'm also going to add this caveat because these uh-huh. people flew overhead. And then the list gets big and you see the relief on Eleanor's face. But there's still this overwhelming, looming, you know, thing that if he cross-references all the things, there's only a handful of people that are going to show up at the, you know, restaurant opening and all that. And Eleanor is one of those people. Yeah. And the list just gets smaller and smaller as they keep visiting different mm-hmm. scenes. And narrow it down to the smallest list, which is the restaurant opening where the sinkhole occurred. Yeah. Only 30 people. A lot of them are Eleanor's circle. So it seems like she's caught. Uh, what I want to ask you is I think sometimes the versions of the episode I watched on the DVD might be a little bit longer than the mm-hmm. ones on streaming. Was there a bit in your version where Eleanor introduced Michael to the concept of Elmo? No. It's the funniest part of the whole episode. What? It's so funny. And I, watching it, even just had the hint of, like, this feels like something that they would cut if they have to, because it's just a bit. Uh, Eleanor's, like, doing the whole thing of, like, so do you think it's two men we're looking for or a man and another man, you know, when when she's trying to throw him off her scent? Did you have Mm -hmm. that part? Yes. It's just after that. Michael says something like, we've got to find this monster. And Eleanor's like, well, there can be good monsters. And Michael <laughs> says, good monsters? What good monsters are there? And Eleanor says, well, Elmo. And Michael says, who's Elmo? Wait. And then he like looks off to the distance and watches the entire history of Elmo. And he's That's like, oh, hilarious. Oh, Elmo, he's cute. What a cute little guy. Oh, he's funny. Then he pauses and he's like, oh, they're overusing him. He's not <laughs> funny anymore. Okay, too bad. Moving on. Oh my god! And it was no, really funny. Cut and I that. Wish That's gotten hilarious. That moment. It was really funny. He's delightful. Oh, they're overusing him. He's not funny <laughs> anymore. Oh well. <laughs> That's so funny. Another funny thing is that Jason is really trying to do something nice for Tahani and gets her a gift, but it's a really bad gift because it's his favorite impressionist, uh, a person who does impressions, Frank Caliendo. Did you and watch Mad TV growing up? Yeah, but I don't know who Frank Caliendo is. Was he one of them? Yeah, he's on Mad TV. I haven't seen it in a long enough time. I'm sure if I pulled up the right skit and saw him, I'd be like, oh, yeah. That you don't guy. see him every Thanksgiving uh, doing a John Madden impression, talking about a turducken? Should I? On Fox? Should I? Sports? No, I sure don't. Mm. Frank Caliendo was a larger part of my childhood than maybe the average bear, but <laughs> I'm very aware of who he is and his work. And it's a beautiful oil painting. Which is why I said George Bush, because when I think of Frank Caliendo, I think of his George Bush George Bush? Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. I didn't know that. I'm not the Caliendoid that you see. Yeah, you're not one of the Calien bros. Uh, So this painting, Chidi says, put it far away so no one can ever see it. But it glows (laughs) in the dark. So no matter where he puts it, you'll be able to see it. (laughs) 
it's looking really bad for Eleanor because he's got it narrowed down to the people at the good plates opening to find the perpetrator of all this. And he's really excited. He does the really funny where he's like, is this how you pump your fists? Am I pumping my fists right? Is that it? <laughs> I love it when he does stuff like that. When he's doing something not Kinda right and he's it. like, is this it? Am I doing it? <laughs> um, but Eleanor's still trying to throw him off. Uh, she talks and talks and then she's like, the end of the road. Boys to men, let's do karaoke again. Which also made me think of you because I know you're an end of the road oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Love me some boys to men. So Michael all of a sudden gets really sad kind of out of nowhere and in a moment that's hilarious when he says, Janet, bring me my hoodie. And he, <laughs> she, she puts the hoodie on him. He's all emo and he lays down on the ground talking about how sad he is. He's like friends in season eight. What I wanted to say about Joey and Rachel, we're running kind of long, so I'll say it quick. Mm-hmm. Joey, I don't like the Joey and Rachel thing, but there's a specific episode where Joey's like telling Rachel that he loves her and Rachel's saying, well, I love you too, just not like that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a scene that they have that discussion and they do it in a really interesting way because mm-hmm. I had felt that way before where I had been like so close to a friend sure. that I felt as if I was in love with them and they have genuine love for you too. But it, it, it's diff- I just thought it was yeah. a more complicated dynamic of a relationship than we usually see on a show like that. Absolutely. Then, like the episode where they bang. Joey accidentally proposes to her while she's having a baby. That one's That's dumb. Yeah, scrap it. Pro friends con the baby proposal thing. Agreed. The last bit of the flashback, Eleanor's friend, Eleanor's like enjoying a margarita and Mexican food by herself outside. And her friend walks up to her, wheelbarrowing her Her very bulbous dog. dog. Oh my God, that's so funny. Zach, bonus trivia question. How big the dog's stomach get? 20 pounds. The size of a basketball. the size of a basketball. Well, I just had the thought- I get why she's so upset that Eleanor cut corners and and didn't do the right thing, but I don't like how fat shamey she is towards her bulbous mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. I would love that dog just as much. If oh not my gosh, I give him the world more than before. I would love that dog more. Yeah. Uh, but it's a nice turn of events when we see that Eleanor then would never take blame for this. She's like, that's not mm-hmm. my fault. Who cares what I promised you? I did what I did, and now that's your problem. Yeah. Whereas Eleanor now, seeing Michael laying on the ground, knowing that if he gets figured out what's going on, that it's going to be really bad for her, mm-hmm. she can't do that anymore. So she promises that she isn't going to break promises anymore, and mm-hmm. and she commits to helping Michael But just at that moment, suddenly seeming, and in a way that I'd like to talk about for a second in spoilers, Mm -hmm. uh, Michael suddenly knows what the problem is, and Eleanor's really scared. This has got to be her moment. Uh, We're having a town meeting to discuss this. It's going to be moribund and and devastating. Moribund. Morbund. How do you say it? Well, so I had heard the word... Morbid. Morbund or morbid. That's a different word. I know it's a different word. Yeah. And so I had to kind of double take when I heard moribund. I don't know sure. that word. I can, I'm context <laughs> clues, but it's spelled with an I. Moribund. Yeah. Moribund. It sounds like a uh, Tolkien province. At Tahani's house, we see the fallout of this situation while still kind of, I don't know, making you think is something going to be going on between Chidi and Tahani potentially? Because mm-hmm. Jianyu presents Tahani with this really nice impressionist painting of her, like three ballerina Tahanis. Yeah. And Jason saying, I made you a art. It's so <laughs> funny. Iconic. I love yeah. it so much. Tahani's really moved. 
Jason's off the hook. That's going to continue. But Tani has this thing where she says, only my true soulmate could give me such a gift. And And she looks at Chidi. Chidi has a knowing look of, I did this. Yeah. Interesting. Mm, Interesting indeed. Developing. How do you feel about it? Do you feel maybe you could ship Chidi into Hani? Or do you just want them to find love in the way that... Uh, I mean, they're both very attractive, so I'm into it on that end. But I'm very conflicted because I really think that Chidi and Eleanor have such a cute and engaging dynamic Eleanor's that I want to see that. Eleanor's got a long way to go, though, yeah. for something like that. And But Tahani and Chidi, they'd be happy together, I think, yeah. At least to a happier degree. than yeah. the situation they're currently exactly. in. Exactly. Final scene of the episode, the town meeting is here. Eleanor's explaining to Chidi that she thinks this is it, that, that Michael found the problem, which is her. Uh, Chidi's sad because he thinks that he's broken his promise to Eleanor, and that's why all of this is happening. But there's a nice, somber moment of Eleanor saying, regardless of this, you did help me. And she wouldn't have done something like this, which is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. if Chidi hadn't committed to helping her. Yeah. Um, So Michael takes the stage. Uh, oh, well, but also Eleanor makes Chidi promise that she'll take down the the clowns but leave the sexy mailman. Leave the sexy mailman. The big moments here, Michael announces to the crowd that he knows the issue, and dun-dun-dun, in the moment when it happens, you're like, oh, he's going to say it's him. Yeah. And the problem is Michael, and he must leave them forever. Exactly. Forever. Fremulon. Yeah, that's the episode. I think it's a really, really great episode. I think it moves things along in a nice way. While, like I said, even though it kind of backsteps, like still Jason and Tahani don't know the truth of Mm -hmm. each other. And still uh, Eleanor is getting away with being caught. But things are getting worse because what are they going to do without Michael? Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about this episode as a whole now that we've talked it through? I like it a lot. I think it's setting up some good things. It's maybe not the most inventive episode but it still has a lot of really funny moments and memorable lines. So I'm uh, I am pro this episode. I'm pro this episode too. I'll take cringy Cheedy inviting himself to the couple's date over Chef Patricia any day. Yeah, anytime. I can't wait to go uh, with you and Lil to a spa. It's gonna be honestly great. that doesn't sound like something out of the realm of possibility. No, for we'll our relationship each other. dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Lil, why don't you massage the masseuse and we'll massage each other. And we'll also massage the masseuse. Here in a second, guys, we're going to give out our good place, bad place deliberations. But before we do, Stephen, I want to uh, step just briefly into the spoiler room. Yes. So Let's everyone, we're going to talk spoilers for just a moment. You can skip ahead to the end of the episode when we'll get into Chidi's philosophy class in our last couple things of the episode but for the time being let's talk spoilers the main thought that i have other than just seeing how clearly all of this is orchestrated torture for every person uh the scene where michael is in his hoodie on the floor Mm -hmm. and eleanor in a way that michael the mastermind probably wasn't expecting says i'm gonna help you for the better even if it's to the worse of me do you think that moves Michael just a little bit? And that's why he's like, that's it. I'm the problem. I think that Michael panics in the moment and is like, oh, shit. She's like not giving. She's not going through anguish like I thought she was trying to be sneaky. You still She's think gonna... it's completely evil. There's no like 
Oh man, I've got to see how this I think plays to this out point, just a it's little bit longer. Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was pretty much my thought. What are you yeah. thinking lately watching these episodes? Um, I've just been paying a lot of attention to the townspeople. Sure. You know, the couple that's suggesting the therapy because they know it's going to be miserable because Johnny They're won't so talk. They're so happy, and you guys should totally go do the, this the, thing The together. people when Michael's making his announcement, and they're all like, oh, gasp, <laughs> and their reactions are so funny to me. Like yeah, I that... And knowing this, it's been so enjoyable to go through and watch all the the demons that are in the, the, the neighborhood. Well, why don't we take all the demons out of our neighborhood and sojourn just briefly into... Chidi's philosophy class. That's the wrong song. Janelle, can we get the right song? Janelle, right song. Let's get the right one. Thanks. Hey, it's my month. I'll play whatever goddamn song I want. If I want to play Back That Ass Up, I will. Welcome to Cheese Philosophy Class. There's not a lot to say. What I want to pose to you is the question of, is a promise a promise? Or are there times when it is right to break the promise, even if it's just for the betterment of yourself? I'm pretty big on pinky promises, Zach, especially. Um, But I also think that you shouldn't make a promise that you don't think you can keep or don't intend to keep forever. It's pretty easy to tell someone you will or won't do something without promising. Yeah. Sometimes if you're like, I promise I'm going to do this, it's like, no, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're overcompensating for something. I think, though, there are much worse things that a person can do to lose your trust and friendship than occasionally breaking a promise and disappointing you a little bit. I can let it slide more often than not, probably, unless it's like... I told you my my mom's heart monitor gives out in 10 minutes unless you scooter me over to the cathedral and then they break that promise. That's something different. But I don't know. I feel like I would be friends with the person who got my dog fat after a month or something. How do you feel? It depends. A promise is a promise? I think don't promise something if you're not going to keep it's my thing. You know, I think that I'd rather people just be up front and and – and be honest about shortcomings and mistakes and yeah. things then then make a promise and 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 not even let me know that it's not coming through if i have to find out myself when i arrive home to a bulbous you're dog right. you're you right know? it's That's better to just look. be honest and say i will do my best but i may not be able to come yeah. through for you on this one instead of oh for sure for sure i got you yeah i got it i'm on top of it it's gonna be fine well let's hop our little bulbous doggies out of Chidi's philosophy class. What a beautiful conversation we've had. Now let's hear a little bit of uh, what was what was the fine number you mentioned? Back that ass up. Everyone, the next segment that we've got to move into is, of course, deciding who's your best. You will be with some money. Fade out on the big that on the on the ass up. A little fade out. Catch records, not not the two thousands. Everyone, we're gonna determine who, based on this episode of The Good Place, deserves a spot in The Good Place, and who deserves a spot in The Bad Place. Good let's, place. Let's kick it off. Bad place. With the bad place. Who goes to the bad place this week for you, Steven? I've got a double booking to the bad place this week, Zach. Who is it? I'm sending both Eleanor and Jason. Eleanor spends most of the episode deceiving Michael and leading Uh him astray, causing him to go into a depressive state on the ground. 
Meanwhile, Jason won't even speak to the person who's giving everything in their emotional power to build some sort of connection with him, and he's giving her nothing back, and then pulls Chidi into the mess, which makes both Chidi and Tahani miserable for the entire time. And I think it's, it's, it's bad place behavior, Zach. Well said. I am going to concur and say that mine is also going to be Jason. Mm-hmm. After being really won over by his simplicity a few episodes ago, I think he's just too willfully stupid in this mm-hmm. episode when he could make small decisions to make Tahani not miserable for a yeah. second. Just tell her, hey, I think you're cool. Yeah, I like tell her something. Shoes. Nice mm-hmm. eyelashes. Give you're her pretty. anything. So it's Jason for me. What about the good place though? Who earns um, a spot? And I place? also have two people in line for the tickets to the good place. I okay. have Cheedy and Michael in the good place sure. this week. I think that Cheedy, you know, bites the bullet for his friend for Tahani and tries to bridge that gap, and then in the end of the day builds a genuine connection with Tahani and gives her mm-hmm. a gift that she really likes. So True. good for Chidi. And then Michael, he's trying so hard to see what's wrong with this neighborhood. He's trying new things. He's mm-hmm. trying slacking off, and, and he's genuinely trying to help and figure out what the problem is. And then at the end of it, he's like, you know what? It must be me, because I, he refuses to see the wrong in any of the people that have earned their way to the good place. And so he's like, you know, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to accept that the, the, the experiment of me living here is failing and I'm going to remove myself from the equation so that That's you guys true. can have the paradise that you so deserve. I agree with you. I thought about Michael just because he's not a character that'll come up in this conversation too often. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to also go with Chidi because once again, our boy is just selfless yeah. and kind and caring. Of course, to a he's fault. He's a caring king. We love He's him. all of that to a fault. Like mm-hmm. he, His life is worse because of all of that. <laughs> But he helps Tahani feel better and forms a real connection when all of the people closest to her refuse to do that. And he's also a pal to Jason and is sympathetic of his situation and helps him out. And all of this on top of full Eleanor duty day in and day out. Chidi's a great guy. I want to see him get some some levity. That's why it's nice to see him connect with Tahani a little bit in this episode. Yeah, Um, He's a good dude. Nothing negative to say about Chidi. Good place. The goodest of boys. Goodest of boys. I don't think that's the first time you've said that about him, and it's No, I mean it. It I feel it wholeheartedly. Steven, we've done it. We did it. We have sliced right through that loaf of bread with our time knife. Mm. Now we're going to fry up some thyme bologna, spread on some thyme mustard, uh, a slice of thyme cheese, Mm -hmm. and enjoy our thyme lunch. Hey, oh, time lunch. This week's episode of Into the Time Knife. I want to shout out to Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Weekly Patreon exclusive podcasts with a brand new one as voted by our patrons starting soon. Coming soon. Uh, and, and plans start at $5 over there to help us take the show further. Email us as well at timeknifepod at gmail.com if you'd like to send in your trivia questions, your good place, bad place deliberation for future episodes, your Cheaties philosophy class thoughts, anything you've got for us, send it over to timeknifepod at gmail.com. And outside of that, Stephen, where can the people find us uh, for free? You know, if you want to cut up with us with that time knife, that hot, buttery, silky, smooth, glistening time knife, sure. Uh, go follow us on Twitter over at Time Knife Pod. We're yep. on Instagram under the same name. If you want to get up close and personal, see our gorgeous bodies from from head to toe uh mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be some feet feet action full um, body cam the yeah. entire <laughs> podcast every week 
Yeah, uh, don't miss you a, know, a, a Patreon may get access to the seat cam, but but <laughs> normal YouTube can see our just our bods from yeah, top to course, bottom. Yeah, of course, $75 a month gets you the Zach and Steven sit on your face <laughs> while they do the podcast here. Exactly. Uh, that's that's quality content. Uh, but go search the name of the mm-hmm. show, Time Knife Pod, Into the Time Knife on YouTube, to and watch we us. will be there. And you can watch us. I also would like to mention, if you're enjoying the show... Give us a review wherever you listen to us, wherever you watch us. Give us a thumbs up, a comment, anything you can do to boost us up in the algorithm. I think what we do here is so weird and silly. And if you have friends that like The Good Place and also will be down to us joking about, I don't know, what did we talk about this time? I feel like we Uh, got dark. We kind of went all over the place with this one, We did, and I enjoyed it. Talked about uh, minions. Yellow toddlers. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Well, anyway, it's been a lot of fun. We'll be back next week to talk about the seventh episode, the halfway mark of this first season of The Good Place. We're halfway through it already. The Eternal Shriek. Absolutely. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. A great Michael episode. One of my favorite season one episodes. Really? Yeah. We're getting to the real, not that it hasn't been treat after treat so far, but to the real meat of the second half of season one. A lot of fun. I can't wait to come back next week. But until then, Steven... In honor of Black History Month. Here we go. In honor of our local libraries around the country. There we go. Get us out of here. From inside the time knife, Black Lives Matter. Support your local library. I'm I'm Steven. Oh, you fucked it up, Zach. You took a a gap and I thought I was supposed to go first. Try again. Uh, You don't. I go first. Well, but you have to bring me in. So just scrape the whole thing. Try again. Try again. That was your fault. From inside... Mm -hmm. The Time Knife. Yep. Black Lives Matter. Support your local library. Important. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next time. A toodaloo! Can you play back that ass up to to close it out? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Since it's February. You know. Got money, y'all can fancy And trash it, I'm a big time a nigga